Hey folks, I want to take a minute to explain exactly what happened with this episode and why exactly it took so long to get it finished. Chris had this very bizarre issue where his headset wasn't properly recognized by Audacity, and all of the audio actually went through his speakers as opposed to his headset. Now, we record our episodes on Skype, so he's going to hear the audio through his headset so it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. The problem is, he doesn't edit the shows, and he's not going to notice the fact that there's a double audio stream going through, and there's probably more noise than you normally see. It's um, it's not his fault. I really, I don't blame anyone for this. I'm not mad at anyone for it. It happens. Shit happens. We all make mistakes from time to time, so it is what it is. Uh, the problem is... Most of the time, we could fix these episodes up, and we do. It happens. The problem was, this time, there was no fixing it. There was too much background noise. There was too many clicks. Too much interference. Uh, Amanda spent a good two months trying to fix it. Passed it on to me. I took about an hour to look at it and said, this isn't something I can fix. It was just too awful. Without an actual real-world experience of editing. For me, it's more of a hobby. In fact, I wouldn't even call it a hobby. I hate editing shows. It's terrible. It's long. It's time-consuming. Um, there's a reason the show is released bi-weekly. It really does take us that long to get a show finished. Um, that said, rather than chuck this in the trash and just say, fuck it, we really wanted to get this show out to you. It's hilarious. So we're just giving you the uncut version of this episode. There's um, there's a downside to it, a major downside actually. This is entirely recorded off of Chris's streams. Nobody else's Amanda's and I stream is not involved in this. Now, any of you who have listened to our first two episodes know how crappy it sounded. Well, it's going to sound like that, unfortunately. It's got the same problems since it's just a single recorded stream of audio. A little bit of clicking here and there. I did the best. I got rid of all of it. I spent about probably 90 minutes or so just removing all the uh, all the dead audio. But uh, typically. It takes me about 10 to 12 hours to fully edit one of these shows. This took me about an hour and a half. So, yeah. The upsetting part about all this is it really was far and away our funniest and also most offensive episode. You know, Amanda and I tried our best. We tried to bring you guys a clean, unfinished version, but we really couldn't do it. So please, I beg of you guys, just deal with the audio quality for this one episode and you'll be getting some of the hardest laughs you're ever going to get on this show. I really want to thank you all, all of our listeners. You're all fantastic. You guys put up with our shit. You put up with the fact that it takes us forever to get a show recorded. And God only knows how many issues we've had doing it. So seriously, just want to thank you one more time. And um, enjoy the Uncut episode. This isn't going to be an everyday thing. It'll happen every now and then. I will tell you right now, we have a surprise for you guys on April 1st. A special episode. But, you know, for now... Just enjoy this, sit back, and have some laughs. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everyone, I'm Paul. I'm joined by Chris and Amanda, and welcome to a big pile of show. David Carradine in a Bangkok hotel room. <laughs> oh, you're right. I knew it was coming, and still, holy shit! I can't. I can't contain myself.
myself. That was too much. That was just... Hey, well, hey, Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. That's our show. <laughs> Good night. Good night. I wanted to keep it short. Happy Christmas, Hannah Clinton's happy year. a second gift for you all. Or, depending on whether you're on the naughty or nice list, it, uh, it could go either way. Doesn't really matter in this case. We're going to be doing uh, pro wrestling sensation Bill Goldberg's big screen hit Santa's Sleigh. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Like, when I have a family and I have my two and a half kids and a dog and a cat... Instead of watching Christmas Story, we're going to watch Santa's Sleigh every year. Well, I'd rather watch Christmas Vacation, personally. Is it two and a half kids because Goldberg pretty much killed one of them when coming down the chimney, or...? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He speared the toddler into the fireplace. <laughs> he fed it to that buffalo he has? The buffalo! <laughs> that was a reindeer, okay? <laughs> I'm from Even Canada. <laughs> I know what a reindeer is. Jesus Christ. They even called it a reindeer right before they blew it up. <laughs> Spoilers. I fucking love this movie. It was fantastic. I've never had so much fun in my life. Yeah. I, I, the, well, I already said this is my favorite Christmas movie. I found it by accident one day last year when browsing through the free Christmas movies on uh, Comcast On Demand. Really? Yep. I remember hearing about this, but I just I never got around to watching it for a long while. It's been a few years since I saw it. it I re- it's just B-movies that know they're B-movies are the best B-movies. I think I saw this on Spike yeah, or I still FX. Got some of that. Yeah, probably. B-movies that know they're B-movies still have... Um, some really bad qualities about them anyway. Yeah, but you know... Well, uh, let's get the show on the road. It has a fantastic opening. Um, it's pretty much just a Sex in the City Christmas, and they're all dressed like hookers. Yeah, you have all the, you know, all the people you associate with Christmas movies in it. Uh, you've got Fran Drescher, James Caan, Chris Kattan, uh, Rebecca Gayhart. You know, all those people that you immediately associate with a Christmas movie. All those Jewish actors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure at least 90% of the cast of this movie is Jewish. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie gives it its Christmas present to us, which is Bill Burwood just comes and fucking kills them all. (laughs) Yes. I mean, every one of these actors is annoying and detestable, and they're just like, you know what? You people all hate this. Merry Christmas. Here's Bill Goldberg slaughtering every fucking person in this family in the most gruesome way humanly possible. Everybody in this movie yeah, is the per- Everybody in this movie is like that person in whenever they are in a movie that you immediately want them to die. So yeah. it it really does that for you, and it's fantastic. You are openly rooting for Bill Goldberg to kill everyone in this movie. You you want Satan yeah. to ruin Christmas essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't argue that. I mean, like these people are detestable. It's like the most dysfunctional family on the planet. You've got one of them saying, like, oh, I don't want to screw the bird. I want to eat it. Yeah, because bestiality's so in right now. Well, you need to think of that comment in context. Because he was saying, hopefully this turkey will be moist. I'm like, last year, since, you know, my wife can't cook. And then she shoots back, yeah, mo- moist. That would be nice. It's called foreplay. By the way, James Kahn and Fred Drescher that- together... And Fran Drescher's going after Chris Kattan? What's going on there? That's a fucking match made in heaven. 
That's a small ass town that you're living in. If Chris Catan is considered an upgrade, I mean, say. I mean, you're. what the rest of the town had to offer. You, yeah, it wasn't I, much. Say what you want about like James Caan, and trust me, I don't like him at all. But I mean, you're going from Sunny from from The Godfather to Mango. Well, I mean, Amanda had the point. This fucking town has nothing to offer. Hell Township is where dreams go to die. And attention spans. I mean, Mary is pretty much going after Nicholas, despite the fact that he's, like, the biggest fucking prude on the planet. Yeah, he's, uh... He's oblivious. Here's here's the thing, though. The one thing this town has going for it, you know, the one form of entertainment... Goes up in flames like thirty minutes into the movie, so there's literally nothing to do at this point. I love that strip club. <laughs> that strip club was like ninety five percent of the town's income. I completely forgot its name, but oh man, it's gonna drive me crazy now. You know what? Anyone that tells someone to grow a pair of balls and calls them a half fag should be slaughtered by Bill Goldberg. That's a large number of people. I'm still That's trying to understand like that insult. Xbox Live, just dead. I'm just trying to understand that insult still, though. I mean, say what you want about using the term fag. I don't even understand what that's supposed to mean. Well, like, I get the grow a pair of balls part, but, like, calling him a half fag? Is that, like, what are you what are you gunning for? Are you implying that he sleeps with transvestites? I, I don't, I don't know. It's... Oh, by the way, um, the strip club, I'm pretty sure it's called Gold Diggers. It was, oh. um, it was something like that. I, re- you... I remember the um, preacher listing off all of the names of the uh, strippers, <laughs> and they were all Christmas-themed, which is nice. Oh, yeah. That was... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of the, that strip club's income comes from the minister. Yeah, his congregation's literally funding that place. Pretty much. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. It was called Gold Diggers. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So uh, yeah, after after Santa murders the detestable Jewish family of people <laughs> who celebrate Christmas, uh, we get an old lady just saying Merry Christmas. Go fuck yourself. Wait. So are they like Jews for Jesus? Then do you think? Or I think they just wanted extra presents. <laughs> <laughs> There's. There's something. Uh, there's a joke in there that I'm really tempted to say, but this is gonna get real. This is gonna take a really bad turn really quickly. And quite frankly, I want presents this Christmas, so holding back. Well, fine. You can save it for the next show. Okay. No. I'm sure. You're, <laughs> you're saying you want a greedy Jew joke? Yeah. <laughs> okay. To be honest, like I said, I think. Most of the actors in this movie are Jewish. Yeah, and I know. I it's, think that was the point. Yeah, the whole that was definitely the point. Yeah, the whole thing is it's all tongue in cheek, and they're all clear. I mean, clearly, James Conn's been in it enough that he wouldn't have to make this movie. Well, I mean, there's a ton of Chris Kattan might. Jokes in this movie anyways. Sorry. There's a ton the fact of that Nicholas works at a Jewish butcher. Yeah. Or Jewish deli. Yeah, it's a Jewish deli on Christmas. Their, their Jewish deli owner gives them snow globes for Christmas. And a clock. No, no, no. He gave Mary a snow globe. Oh, he yeah, gave that's right. Nicholas a clock. And those are pretty, you know, accurate for Hanukkah presents, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like one of those upper class uh, Jewish kids, you're getting a clock for Hanukkah. Yeah, at least one day of Hanukkah, you're getting a pack of socks. <laughs> 
two-day-old ham. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can't eat because you're Jewish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's getting out of hand quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, big pal show, lowering the bar for three episodes. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Nicholas hates Christmas. He pretty much hates Christmas because he got a mini-bake oven for Christmas. Spoiler alert, he yeah. asked Santa for a mini-bake oven. <laughs> yeah, that was just his reasoning for hating Santa, because he did, he wanted Optimus Prime, and he got an easy-bake oven. That he asked for. Yeah. Turns out that's what, you know, starts this whole slaughter in his town anyway. <laughs> so the, Because uh, he told Santa where he lives. The grandpa is played by Robert Culp, and... To my knowledge, doesn't actually have a name. No, I think he's just Grandpa the whole time. Or your he's grandfather. He's credits as Grandpa. Yeah. It's oh, really, really weird nice. for someone that has that much screen time to not have a fucking name. That important to the plot, yeah. He doesn't even he have, like, a plot. slash, like, associated yeah, with his name. Yeah, he the plot. Yeah. The fucking movie does not exist without him. This movie also, by the way, has, like, no cast whatsoever. Yeah, after the, uh... Outside of the slaughter, there's only four characters. Yeah, you've got, you know, you got Grandpa, Grandpa Robert, uh, I can't pronounce her name, is it with, uh, Emily D. Ravine? Yeah, sounds right. Uh, we'll go with that. Um, obviously, Douglas Schmanzer plays Nicholas, uh, Bill Goldberg, Sal Neck plays Mr. Green, uh, Dave Thomas is the delightful Pastor Timmons. Oh, I love Dave who, uh, Thomas. Uh, has a liking for prostitutes. And I mean, that's, that's it. <laughs> we covered the rest of them. Thank God for Dave Aside Thomas in this movie. Here and there, there, there's no fucking cast in this movie at all. Yeah, I mean, everyone is just ripe for the slaughter, pretty much. And the I funny part don't is... think I saw Bill... I don't think I saw Goldberg punt a baby, though. <laughs> no, he That's punted the... a dog. Oh, okay. That was the first well, the fatality. Is, like, even the other extras in the movie, they don't have names. They're just, like, disgruntled youth. Well, how about, uh... Mm-hmm. How about Indian that talks out of a box? Oh, yes. Cause... Racial stereotype Native American who yeah. just likes to uh, shoot shit and has a full tracheotomy <laughs> and I think still smokes. Probably. Probably still smokes through that neck hole. Oh, man. Like, Zeke. if he was carrying a bottle of liquor, he would be every Native American stereotype. <laughs> yeah, all he needed... Does he even have a name in this movie? I don't... Probably not. Uh, I think they act... Yeah, they did, because... He was the one who bought the bazooka. Oh, that's right. Oh, you know. And Mary's dad said him said his name. I don't remember it. But <laughs> he had one. I don't remember what his name was. By the way, also with a small role as a gas attendant in this movie. Oh yeah. Amanda, did you recognize it? Oh, um, I'm bad with names. Tommy Tiny Lister, better known as Zeus. <laughs> also known as the President in the Fifth Element. Also, known as the only black man in this movie. How did he keep? (laughs) (laughs) He is the only black person in this entire movie. And he doesn't die. No, which completely throws out the whole, you know, the whole kind of rules of of a horror movie. So of slasher movies. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a great role. He's like, yeah, shit's way too crazy in the hood. So we moved to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> moved to Hell Township because shit was too crazy. It's still better than Compton. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. 
didn't really get much into the uh, beginning of this movie, aside from the fact that there's an old woman who says, Merry Christmas, go fuck yourself. That's the highlight of the movie. Yeah. So they meet Grandpa, and um, we're introduced to him, and he's a neat little guy who makes weaponized toys. Yeah. He's basically got a you know, top secret CIA warehouse in his basement. Yeah, and he made a uh, nutcracker. Stuff that's... that explodes. His, uh, his basement is pretty much Stewie Griffin's uh, closet. Yeah. I love this nutcracker yeah. that pretty much functions as like an anti-aircraft uh, type weapon. <laughs> yes! The anti-aircraft nutcracker. That thing's fucking awesome. Which, oh. This, and uh, it bounces. This movie is a lot of puns. bounces. It's yeah. a lot of bad jokes. There's also, I like... There's so much shit in this movie that also, though, for the record, doesn't pay off at all. Like, None of this movie pays off. Like, I mean, there's so much shit that they introduce, and you're just like, okay, this will come back later. Not, no, not really. No. Tiny Lister shows up, and you're just like, okay, he's gonna help them fight Santa. Nope. And he just kind of, like, you nope. know, sells them gum, and that's it. That's, hi, I'm Tiny that, Lister. I'm in this movie. That's Tiny thing. Yeah. He sold gum. That's it. So much. Yeah. Oh, man. Tiny Lister and Bill Goldberg just duking it out at the end. That would have been so great. Oh. Could you it imagine, wouldn't have been like, better than competitive curling. Tiny Lister's screaming at the hell deer, like Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> or how about he just he screams at it for four minutes continuously? Or how about if he just eats that deer? Tiny Lister was criminally underused in this movie. Oh man, he sold gum. Why do you bring Tiny Lister into a movie to sell gum? <laughs> because you can. It's Tiny Lister. Though. I mean, the guy can't come that cheap. Do you think Goldberg comes cheap? Yes. <laughs> Probably at this time. Insert obligatory Jewish joke. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that you Alright, could... so let's get into the lore of the movie. Because the lore of the movie is my absolute favorite insane. part. Because this movie has like... Considering its B-movie status, it's got, like, Elder Scrolls level of lore depth. So, Grandpa... Oh, no. First, Nicholas asks Grandpa why he hates Christmas, finally, after, like, 18 years. And Grandpa pulls out the Necronomicon, basically, (laughs) of Christmas. The Necronomicon? The St. Necronomicon? Yes, the Necronomicon. (laughs) I was going to say Chrismonomicon, but that works too. Oh. And, oh my god. And in this um, ancient Norse tome, uh, it tells the story of Christmas and how in the beginning, Satan had a son named Santa. And... Every year, uh, Santa would travel the world slaughtering people, and it was known as the Day of Slaying. And the people would converge into church and pray to God for protection and hold a Christmas. And one day, 
an angel decided that he was sick of watching Santa slaughter innocent people year after year and challenged Santa to a curling contest. This sounds incredibly Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh... So the angel challenges Santa to a curling contest and the angel wins. uh, Santa's punishment was that he had to be kind for 1,000 years and instead of slaughtering everyone... A thousand years? The guy's fucking immortal and you only give him a thousand years? (laughs) That's like giving fucking Charlie Manson ten years of probation. Like, what is that gonna solve? (laughs) You think he's gonna forget? (laughs) No, he's gonna be stewing for a thousand years and fucking slaughtering people afterwards. By the way, is exactly what happened. He had a great Jewish lawyer. And uh, <laughs> Nicholas, oh my god, <laughs> Nicholas comes to the realization: Oh my god, that was one thousand years ago today. Suddenly, I believe everything my crazy grandpa has ever said to me. Yeah. I'm going to take this book of um, a ridiculous story and run around town telling everyone that Santa is coming to kill us all. Did we mention that yeah, the grandpa? Did we mention though that the grandpa's considered like the town kook, like by everybody, previous to this? Of course he is. But I he mean, fucking makes murderous toys. He's probably burnt down at least four or five houses with those things. Mm-hmm. Probably. But yeah, Nicholas, um, his moment of ascension is just ridiculous. Yeah, suddenly he becomes his uh, grandpa's greatest champion. And then everyone immediately hears, oh, so this is your grandpa's theory. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> not too bright. Well, he, he works at a deli. And <laughs> we see no evidence of um, higher education in his future. Well, nobody really has higher education in this city from what you can... Well, I said city. That's inappropriate. This is like a small... Yeah, this town gives uh, the town from the last uh, Starfighter a real run for its money in podunk shitholeness. I was going to say, this is like the little like borough that they live in in The Hobbit. If the town from the last Starfighter had a mild economy boom in the 60s, it's hell. <laughs> hell Township. Hell is a town in Michigan. This Hell Township is, you know, completely different. But, oh, this place is, by the way, this place is in Michigan? Is that what they said? No, um, I think, oh, no, Hell is a town in Michigan. Oh. But I think they made it Hell Township specifically so that they don't have to call it Hell Michigan. Because the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm wondering where the fuck are we? Because there's curling. I mean, the curling seems incredibly Canadian. But then they also like talk. Saskatoon. This could be Saskatoon. I'll be fair. Michigan is kind of yeah. Michigan is kind of the Canadian version. America's Canada. I thought that was Minnesota. Same thing. Minnesota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan. It's the same place. Whatever. (laughs) Hear that, listener? Mm Mhm. Yeah. All Canadians look alike to me. You point really? my viewers in Minnesota, you're Canadian. There's like yes. 15 of us, how can you say that? <laughs> I don't know, you only have one road in your entire 
continent or country. <laughs> our entire continent. We've expanded. Yes. Uh, it's way too late now to be recording this, guys. <laughs> yeah, it is. Too late now. Balls deep. Oh, yeah. Speaking of balls deep, <laughs> let's go down to Pussytown. Hey, hey, hey. It's Ooh, gold, gold diggers. diggers. This is the pinnacle of slasher movie killing scenes. Oh, hold on. We need to, um... Go over the uh, Sunday Mass right before, yes. He asked for money, it's cliche. I said we just move on to Pussytown. Well, no. I mean, you have to point out the irony of him demanding larger donations for Christmas and then immediately taking the entire collection plate to the strip club. He takes the entire collection plate to the little kitty bar. And he's just, man, Father Dave is going to town. I love Dave so, Thomas. Santa pulls up at his... He fucking valet parks his sled. <laughs> Which is being pulled by a fucking buffalo. Yes. Two buffaloes. No, it's just one no, buffalo. No, it's just one. I thought he had two healthiers. No, it's no, just, just the one. He's like Paul Bunyan with his ox. He just got the one. And then he strangles the, guy, the poor valet... Or the, uh, not the valet. He strangles the poor uh, door guy with the... Bouncer. Yeah, Man, they gotta make a minimum wage. Like, seriously, I have no idea why the bouncer wasn't gonna let him in. Some dude in a Santa suit pulls up to a strip club in a sled and says, I'm here to stuff some stockings. You let the guy in, he's probably gonna spend some money. Especially when he's got a hell buffalo with him. Yeah, I mean, speaking as a knowing he's gonna kill everyone. <laughs> Obviously, there's nothing you can do, but... I mean, someone walks up to a strip club laughing about stuffing some stockings. I'd let him in. (laughs) This is far and away, and probably will be far and away, one of the best movies, legitimately fun movies we will ever do. Probably. I I could find plenty of things to fault it on, but... But they did it on purpose to be that way. Seriously, the death count in this movie is staggering. Oh yeah, I mean, and I believe fucking... the script was written by uh, every one-liner William Defoe has ever had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he fucking he massacres this strip club. Yeah, and it, as soon as he walks into the strip club, we get our quote, our minority quota for the scene with the one Asian guy in the entire movie. Who's a big, bulky, um, yeah, you know, just big, bulky Asian dude who's the only Asian person in this entire movie. And, and then we get we get very sanitary Santa. <laughs> Santa sliding across as he goes to Pussy Town, and then he sprays the fucking stripper pole. Oh, yes. man. In we... the middle of running around the bar, killing everyone, as he's about to grab the stripper pole, we can to some... start killing people with it, he realizes, ew, I don't want to touch that, and just Windexes it down first. There's some fantastic deaths in oh, this beautiful. movie, though, in this scene, though. So we have a guy Every... getting a... Sorry? Every death in this movie is just so much fun. Oh my god, yeah. We got a pickaxe to the head. Because for some reason the the security guy grabs a pickaxe that's just lying around a strip club, like you do. 
Yeah, but I mean, still, you have an actual pickaxe in a strip club. It's Hell Township. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just you know, like Famous Dave's has you know weird stuff on the walls. But a weapon anybody could randomly grab, just lying around. Everyone knows each other. I mean, it could call the club shooters. It wouldn't necessarily have an AK, you know, on the wall. Just saying. Oh, it would. It just wouldn't be loaded. It would if it was owned by Lil Wayne. <laughs> I could picture a club called Shooters having some shotguns on the wall. Uh, I guess if it's Pac-Man South. Jones' strip club. Faxco Burris' strip club. No, but then he'd only shoot himself. There is no wheelchair ramp at Pac-Man Jones' strip club. <laughs> oh, man. That was tasteless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, and uh, one guy who uh, one guy who gets electrocuted by a stripper pole. Yes. Which is yes. which is downright delightful. So, I mean, it was a stripper pole shoved into a light socket. Right. So it's it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet of death because you get a little yeah. bit of this, a little bit of this. And every one of them is interesting. There's no standard of. Santa just cut his head off. Oh, he made him. No, he's like fucking throwing poles through people and strangling little <laughs> Christmas trees and throwing pickaxes through people's heads. Yeah, the one thing that I there was that one guy. There was a one guy that tried to mug him on the street, but then I think he just suplexed him and then stabbed him with a candy cane. Who the fuck tries to mug this guy on the street? How high are you? He literally pulled the Joker's like magic trick on this guy's face with a candy cane. Yes, he did. And he it Ledger stole from this movie. And you just know that Santa was eating that candy cane, just waiting for someone to mug him. Oh yeah. yeah. You think Heath Ledger was killed he was by like, Santa? I'm gonna stand here with this pot of money and this sharpened candy cane until someone mugs me. Until I don't care how long is it takes. Fucking stupid enough to try to bug me, and he's gonna get his. Oh my God, Santa killed Santa killed Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger <laughs> ripped off his. his Sure. That makes so much sense now. <laughs> I mean, he stole that thing yeah, from... piling up. Oh my god. <laughs> Hashtag ask questions. <laughs> Hashtag Santa killed Heath Ledger. I want to see if that becomes a real thing. <laughs> uh, we're just, um... After that, we just get a random scene with Nicholas and Mary, where Mary just kind of tells him to grow up. Yeah, because... I don't really think anything important happened, but the next scene was... Fucking awesome. That animation. Which scene? Was this the uh, shotgun to the face? Well, I was talking about the um, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer style animated scene. The um. animation. Oh, yes. I love that scene. It's awesome. Oh, man. I just wanted the yes, burl I snowman. Yes, what I failed to include in my um, recounting the lore is that the entire um, Nick Nick's whole reading of the book was animated in, you know, traditional Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, claymation style. It was just, it was, it was really, beautiful. really cool. It brought a tear Including to my eye. Including the flames of hell. If you, um, if you guys never get a chance to see this movie, I seriously implore you to just track that scene down and watch it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's really cool for such a shitty movie to have something that awesome in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they got someone good enough to do that sort of uh, claymation work, 
but that's probably where most of the budget went. I just love how the actual like stones that they're using for the curling actually just look like turds. <laughs> <laughs> it literally looks so like. I'm not a curling fan. Uh, uh, oh, no, yeah. God. But they legitimately look like turds, so. But I believe the shotgun to the face was next, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah, I guess. Was it? Was that the? Uh, was that the Let's See What Santa Got You? And it's like. Fuck. Oh no, the the next uh, death I, I is I remember they were driving. The next death is um is uh the uh the deli guy getting killed. Oh right. The Jewish deli guy gets killed yes. by having a menor um menorah? The fucking menorah snaps Ma- through. And menorah goes through his throat and actually hangs him like he's a coat. Yes. This is a cool, cool death. And he doesn't die right away. No, he's alive for like four or five hours. <laughs> he's alive long enough for Nick to hear on the police scanner that something happened and then to get there before the police. Because fucking Santa killed all the cops. They're all dead. <laughs> not yet, they're not. Because the cops. Except, killed- yeah, there's those two. Two one liner A one liner B. Yeah, and they show up and call the oh, the yeah, uh, sure. Orthodox Jewish guys who are outside of the deli that say Santa killed uh, the deli owner. They call him Amish because oh god because yes. you know they have to have their little joke in there, which is funny. Oh, that we wasn't the only thing. People yet. They, they, uh, did you miss the crystal knock joke? Oh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my god how, how did we forget that <laughs> it was like the first thing the cops said when they walked into the deli and saw the broken windows oh my god they said something like looks like he had his own personal crystal knock last night oh my god oh jesus christ oh how did how did that go over my head Chris was just angry he didn't make that joke. Damn it! <laughs> I'm here. I know, right? I'm here for one reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin quite Don't figured. Knock is really hard to say when you have a stuffy nose. <laughs> oh man! We also got the scene of the priest, uh, Father Dave, there naming off all the strippers and crying. Yes, yes. he held a uh, memorial at the church for all of the strippers, naming them all. By their stage names, of course. He didn't know their real ones. Of course not. Because he would never go there. <laughs> of course not. But, wait, he's, he's kind of... Na- honest uh, preacher. He, and he's kind of naming them, like, at least to me, it was kind of reminiscent, slightly, of uh, Santa naming the reindeer. Maybe that's just me. Yes! That <laughs> but was definitely the intention of this scene. Yeah. Yes. So. Oh, good, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't miss that. And after that... You know what's crazy about this? What's that? After everything that's happened, you've got, like, reports of, uh... You know, some guy that's in a suit running around just fucking murdering people left and right like it's going out of style. Everyone still thinks Grandpa's crazy! <laughs> and the cops are the worst cops on the history in the history of the world, by the way, because... Oh, these guys are fucking terrible. You know, there's nothing going on in this town. Nothing. And all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of murders, and they're not really doing shit about it. 
This is like the no, biggest thing that's ever. time in Hell Township is very, very disturbing. I mean, this is like the. This well, is yeah, the... it was like Nick who had time to run to the ba- to the deli. He beat before the, the police arrived. Like six, seven minutes. Yeah, by running because remember, Nick doesn't have a car. Mary drives him around. God, he's a loser. Oh, God, why did <laughs> why didn't Nick die in this movie? Oh, spoiler alert! Nick doesn't die. Unfortunately, oh, no. you oh, have one job, movie. One job. One job, uh. Santa. <laughs> uh, then we get the scene of uh, Santa stabbing somebody, going "Ho, ho, ho!" as he just repeatedly stabs the shit out of them. Oh, and um, after though they go to the deli, uh, Nick uh, decides that he's going to go to the police station to tell the to tell the um, police, you know, what he knows no, and how Santa's killing everybody nice. and all that. But they have the this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie: the fact that the guy is the head police officer. His name is Captain Cock. Yes. <laughs> his name is. Cap- There's a guy <laughs> in a movie named Captain Cock. Was that his name? Or is it just wrong with that? That's his name. That's a thing. No, his name's Captain Cock. I mean, it's... It was Cock. Okay. I I saw the credits. It is actually Cock, but they all just called him Cock because get it? Accents? (laughs) Ha. They're funny. (laughs) Accents are funny. That is the tamest joke in this movie. Far and away. I just it's like love the, the most least offensive joke in this entire film. <laughs> well, yes, we're comparing that to a crystal knock joke, so. <laughs> Was there anything more offensive cops. than the crystal knock joke? I really don't think so. Uh, no, well, yeah, I think that whole scene was the most offensive <laughs> in the movie. The, uh, you know, Nazi jokes paired with stabbing a Jewish man through the neck with a menorah. <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful. So, it was, uh... <laughs> it was admirable. It was glorious. Yes. <laughs> oh, come all ye faithful was playing in the background. <laughs> oh, I missed that. It wasn't, but it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> I was sold on that when you said that. Yeah, me too. It's entirely believable. That's the scary part. Oh man! So, anyways, this is when we get into um, uh, he gets picked up by Mary from the police station, and Santa yes. goes after the pickup. Yeah, Santa finally starts him chasing him down. He shoots Santa. Yeah, but not before he tells the story to Mary, and then you know stops halfway to say, "Oh shit! Keep driving! Santa's chasing us." <laughs> Oh, God. Because Santa stole a police car and was going to pull them over. Oh, yeah, this Santa, is... Yeah, at this point, by the way, Santa has killed the entire Helltownship police force. Which is all four people. <laughs> Which is four people. Yeah, they're all, they're all very dead at this point. Yeah, so they arrive at uh, Nick's house, and they take cover, like, you know, they're hiding in the basement like Anne Frank. And, um... Really, it's just... Grandpa they're... gets mad because Santa followed them. Like, were you followed? And then they're all like, uh, I don't think so. And Grandpa's pissed because the basement's not Santa-proof. Right. And then the carolers show up at the front door. 
who are again a nice little addition to this movie just what you want when you're thinking when you're watching this here's the thing and oh great we're gonna deal with this bullshit I was okay with the uh, Carolers. They could have done a lot worse. Well, that's because they got mercilessly murdered, <laughs> like shortly after they start well, singing. They were a plot device to get married to the door. Yep, and it worked. Santa probably paid them. In all honesty, I don't think so. Well, Santa like just like uh, body presses like a. Uh, one of the carolers puts him like puts her above his head, just drops her, and then she smashes her face on the like the step, like as though she's like. It's kind of almost reminiscent of that scene from American History X, but because it's just Santa's super strong that you know he doesn't have to put his foot on the back of the head. <laughs> now Bill Goldberg can uh, comfortably curl these carolers. Yeah. He's uh, he's not. I mean, it's it's 2005. The guy's still in pretty good shape. He's in pretty good shape to this day, I think. I think, uh, yeah, probably. He's never the kind of guy who kept in shape because he was paid to. Yeah, I guess. Well, Goldberg also has that, like, ability where, unlike a lot of other wrestlers, he was a professional athlete before wrestling as well. He was a former football player in the NFL. So... That's why his spear was so good. Pretty much everyone with an amazing spear has played football. And actually knew how to make those kinds of tackles. Yes. Example, Roman Reigns. But let's not get into wrestling. Because I won't <laughs> shut up. Yeah, you can you can have your own wrestling show whenever you want. <laughs> so Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. They actually Literally, make that joke too. They really missed the missed the chance to do a bad knockoff song here. Yeah, but maybe they wanted to, but ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, you probably gotta pay somebody for that. I don't think it's public domain. No, it's uh, what was his name? Like something, El- Doctor Elmo, I think, made that song. Yeah, I think you gotta pay somebody to start slandering Christmas songs like that. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Father Dave. <laughs> I, I, Father Dave would do it. The snowball blue chase machine. I think you buy him a lap dance, he'd let you do anything. Scene. Buy Father Dave a lap dance, he'll let you do anything. Oh, God. So can, the, uh, can we talk about the snowball blue chase scene? Go ahead. It was amazing. Everything about Hello. it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so campy. Well, it was campy for a Bond movie, and that says something. Well, they started with two, and then one of them won't start. So now Mary and Nick have to share one, and so the, and show, so they're making their escape and all that. And actually, they almost get shot, like as they're going off, you know, uh, trying to escape because somebody has a shotgun pointed in their direction when they hit a jump. Oh yeah, the ski shooters. So <laughs> they almost bit it through an accidental death, which would have been nice. That would have been was beautiful. fucking gunning for them. The entire gun club was gunning for them, as we later find out. Oh, man. <coughs> so, I... they do the best thing that you can do when you're trying to escape um, a maniacal killer. Go into a, whole, go into a big crowd of other people that can die immediately as well. So, they go into the town square. Well, yes, and you won't die. 
Well, when it's a super human, maniacal, you know, killing machine that's and it's two thirds of the way through the movie, I don't know that you know. Just try to get lost. <laughs> but this is when try to get lost and hope you have a name on the credits. <laughs> yeah, at that point, yeah, just hope for the best. And that's when Father Dave ends up somehow or another in Santa's sleigh, while he's dressed as Santa himself. Oh, Father Dave. Because they're doing some kind of like this weird... This whole scene is like a blur to me for some reason. I think like every single time I watch this movie, like that scene just blurs for some reason. A lot happens in a ridiculously short amount of time. That's probably why. Any... So they break into the school to escape. Because that's where you want to be when you're evading a murderer is an empty schoolhouse in the middle of the night. Of course. Because, by the way, yeah. th- this movie does not know how to handle time at all. Because it was like the middle of the day five minutes ago. And then they open like a window in the school and they get in. And then this is like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm not Honestly, really sure because of probably how here. many scenes it took them to film the... Um boob-touching scene? It took at least, like, 14, 15 takes. Like, Emily yeah, so is like, it's 2 in the school. morning. Do you just touch my breast so we can get the fuck out of here? <laughs> I yeah, had dinner reservations that, that scene four was hours probably, ago. Yes, that scene was just not even scripted. She was just like, God, do I have to make the first move? And just grabs his hands. There's all that pent up frustration on that. Yes. But yes, this window scene, they're trying to squeeze in through a window to get into the school. And in order for Mary to get in, Nicholas has to push her. And she's telling him to push from the top, which means, you know, push her boobs down so she can get in. And he's just kind of um, teetering around like, I, I, boobs. <laughs> he's apprehensive to say the least yeah maybe he's the half fag <laughs> call back uh, oh. he's something <laughs> thanks for the effort Amanda he, he's confused <laughs> he's the preacher's son <laughs> so, uh, we don't know who his parents are yeah the the there's a lot of stuff that they just leave empty in this movie. They're just like, what? He doesn't have parents. They never even, like, call back to who his parents are. It's ridiculous. Even though this movie's yeah, all... Yeah, he's just got a grandpa. Even though this movie's all about the family lineage and all that, relating to why he's being hunted down. But, you know, let's talk about lineage and not actually deal with it. So... Mm-hmm. And... Grandpa's the only one that matters. Yeah. And by the Grandpa's way... Grandpa's the only one we can afford... By the way, as they're escaping, they're going through the school, and, you know, they're going through things that you normally have in a school, you know, like classrooms and libraries and stuff, and somehow or another, I don't think without even leaving the actual main building, they're in a hockey rink. Definitely Canadian. Yeah, see, this was like, um, this reminded me of that scene from the old Goosebumps TV show, where they had that fucking high school... And they found the secret swimming pool inside of it, and it was like an Olympic-style swimming pool building. Like, how do you miss that? I don't know. I mean, this place, like, it it probably had its own catacombs, this place. 
It was... Well, by the time Santa was done with it, it did have catacombs. <laughs> Fair enough. Ouch. But, uh... How is that an ouch? He opened a portal to hell. <laughs> he actually... Yeah, he yeah. opened a porter... Uh, a porter... A portal to hell in the middle of an ice rink. Which... Yes. Irony. But, yeah, so apparently this, uh... Small town Podunk High School has its very own hockey rink, and or curling rink. Maybe they don't even play hockey there because they can't afford skates. No, this is a, this is a hockey rink. So you know, you the shop of... class just yes, shop class is dedicated to polishing the rocks, and then they go to gym and they just slide them around. <laughs> uh, this is a hockey rink. You have the penalty boxes and everything. This is coming from a Canadian, so it's official. We have an expert here, folks. We have a real live oh, okay. One night only. <laughs> One night only. A Canadian. For the third night in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we need an answer about something Canadian, we just immediately go to Chris. Yes. He's like, yes. I can tell you everything you need to know about maple syrup. Can I get one of those fake titles like they have on The Daily Show for our... You know, like our Canadian expert or whatever, like that. Canadian correspondent. Our senior, yes. our senior Canadian correspondent. I'm okay yes. with that. Awesome. Yeah, Put that on the resume. No problem down to my head. And then subtitled, sorry. <laughs> uh, subtitled <laughs> with a minor in hockey or something like that. By the way, the greatest like Canadian like. A Canadian joke that most people miss. You know that, uh, you know that, um, I'm going way off topic, but that, uh, the second movie that, uh, in the James Bond thing that Daniel Craig did, at the end when, uh, he finally gets the guy who was behind his girlfriend <laughs> dying, and there's a woman in there that's supposed to be, like, um, equivalent of the Canadian CIA or whatever. He lets her live, and she, like, leaves the, she he leaves the room, and as she's about to close the door, she turns back and says, thank you, and then just walks out. Funniest fucking thing ever if you're Canadian, which is kind of sad. Because, <laughs> yeah, we oh, would do that. Okay. Anyways. So, Santa, Santa's sleigh. <laughs> anyway, Santa Zamboni. <laughs> which every one of us owns. It's not, a, it's not an ice rink in a slasher movie without a Zamboni. By the way, no Zamboni death. There's only a few kill at this point. Yeah, but... There's people to kill. You could drag some of these dead meats out and kill one of them. You could have a janitor. I think they yeah. pay an actor. Well, you could have used one of the extras that died already. No one would notice. That is a fair point. They probably could have. Take one of the um, choir that got slaughtered in Santa hats and put them in a janitor hat. Yeah, you've got the you've got the water tanks on the back and all that. You could use it in some way to drown somebody in some way or another. You can think of some, you know, it's a creative movie. You can you know as far as deaths go, it's creative. You can think of something. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I retract my statement. So now that we've you know spoiled it, um, Santa comes careening as fast as a zamboni can go, <laughs> which is like three miles an hour. Yes, charging at Mary and Nicholas. And just as it's about to smash them against the penalty box, uh, a celestial curling stone 
gets wedged underneath the Zamboni and stops it. Fucking ghost curling. <laughs> oh my god, that could have been a great title for a follow-up movie. Ghost curling. Ghost curling? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, Santa looks around to see where this um, heavenly curling stone came from. He turns his head, and there's Grandpa, the same Grandpa that got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> Except he's glowing, because he's he the angel in the story. He's Jesus. He is the angel that 1,000 years ago challenged Santa to a curling competition. Which is why Santa had been hunting him down throughout this whole movie. So really, this whole thing probably could have been avoided well, if Nicholas and Grandpa had just died. Well, it could have been avoided if Grandpa just understood the concept of time. That but. too. Maybe he was new. <laughs> it's my first day. <laughs> this was his first deal with Satan. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was a little green for this one. But yeah, you know, this was his first he's for the next one. Probationary angel? Yeah. And then we find out that he gave up his wings and his immortality because he fell in love with a human woman who would become Nicholas's grandmother. Except that since Grandpa's dead, he's apparently an angel again. By the way, why did you drop the ball, Grandpa? I guess it was like suspended sentence. Suspended immortality? Yes. Way to drop the ball, Grandpa, though. You're watching out for this guy for 950 years or so, and then 50 years left until this guy's, you know, gonna be back, and you just uh, decide to give up your immortality and responsibility to watch out for him. Way to fucking go. Yeah. Well, no, he said he... I mean, he, he planned it. I mean, Satan had told... Or Santa had told him he would go to hell and back to search for him so he just decided to go straight to hell and kind of cut him off at the pass yeah he uh, he made it easy on him yeah take out the middle man so to speak yeah grandpa asks him how he found him so quickly and Santa pulls out Nicholas's letter to Santa that he wrote when he was a little boy Asking for his easy bake oven. God. Like you did. Because his grandpa was really mean and wouldn't take him anywhere because he had curling practice. Curling. Yeah, they have to be. Definitely Canadian. Canadian. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know anyone anywhere who would, you know, skip a child's event for curling practice. I would. Curiously living through his child for the sake of curling. I wish I had a defense for that, but yeah, my family does actually a lot of curling, so. Got nothing. It's true. It's true, everybody. Every stereotype in this movie is true. And then we get to see uh, Grandpa's medal from God. He nonchalantly pulls out this medal at the beginning of the movie with the book. And, Nicholas, and it's just got a giant H in the middle with some wings. And Nicholas is like, oh, you were in the military. And he's just like, nah, and then never explains it. He has in Heaven's Angels. 
By the way, <laughs> you're gutted. That's kind of bullshit to give somebody a medal, and that's it. For a 1,000 year suspension of Satan's son. So he gives you a medal? That's all you get. To me, that seems like. Give him a human wife. Is that like heaven's equivalent of like that that like ribbon you get just for participating? It seems like I, it. I mean, I, it, I mean, you you think it would be like a congressional medal of honor, you know? But then you think about like how little he actually did, and it's probably more like a participation trophy. Well, like, I guess getting the human wife is like the heavenly equivalent of like you know getting ninety nine virgin uh, virgins and. In the Muslim faith. <laughs> so, so what, Grandpa's a heaven terrorist? I mean, He's a hell terrorist? I mean, he... <laughs> do we really know? Can we say for sure? I'm just asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> we know nothing about this guy. <laughs> He's just some crazy old fucker who makes toys that like blows things up. Did we completely misunderstand this movie? Were we rooting for the wrong side this so. whole time? Oh, I, mean, I think Santa's still evil. I mean, he is Satan's son. So Santa versus the terrorist angel? He's Nicholas yeah. the Santa Truther? <laughs> That's a great title. <laughs> yes. Santa versus the terrorist angel. The, oh. the real, honest, unfunny truth about Santa. Oh, man. Apparently, this is it. So, Grandpa finally challenges Santa to another curling contest. And Santa agrees, except says this time it will be on his terms. And then states the exact same terms of the last agreement. <laughs> He's an idiot. Except this time, Grandpa says... If you lose, then it's not a thousand years, it's for the rest of eternity. Which, Which by the way, should have been the stakes in the first place. Which, by the way, also yeah. means that Santa didn't set up the terms. Yes. <laughs> but you know, technicalities. Scoff. <laughs> and of course, Santa cheats. Santa opens up Portal to Hell, yes. That was apparently his terms. Yeah. Fuck that you, he didn't kitty. care. Fuck you, I don't care if I lost. I'm throwing you into the pits of hell anyway. And then we get the greatest scene ever. We're like, it's Christmas, you're power slouch. And it's like, fuck you, I say when it's Christmas. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's something... I some... love that scene because... Oh, go ahead. Oh, we didn't, we didn't actually mention that he loses his power, supposedly, once midnight hits at the North Pole. So, yeah. Nicholas came up with that completely on his own. <laughs> There's no basis to this. supporting evidence. Nicholas had a wet dream when he imagined that and just thought it was, like, real. There so was Nicholas no real evidence to support this theory. Right? Yeah. Nicholas spent this whole movie supporting his own theory that Santa would lose power as soon as Christmas was over at the North Pole. A theory to something Which he... Leads to best Goldberg lines ever because it hits midnight at the North Pole and Nicholas says you're powerless now Christmas is over it's midnight at the North Pole 
And instead of, you know, slaughtering Nicholas like he should, Santa pauses and says, actually, there's a very common misconception about the time of the North Pulse. <laughs> <laughs> he goes full nerd. And he's so, like, like, cordial polite about it. Yeah, and then, and then he switches back into evil Santa with, so really Christmas is over when I say it's over. And I say it's over in June. You're fucked. <laughs> I just love small character switches like that. They they always make me laugh, even if they're dumb. It was a lot of fun. Did we get the Indian blow the baz- blowing up the fucking hell deer with the bazooka yet? Uh, no, that's after this. Oh, that's uh, right, because they had to, like, kill his hell deer to, uh... Yeah. Um, what ends up happening is since Santa tried to throw Grandpa into hell, um, I don't remember how they, oh yeah, um, Nicholas used the nutcracker. The fucking chestnut. He fired a chestnut into Santa's chest, and it actually, like, burned into his chest and knocked him out for a bit. Like, two minutes. Yeah, and during that time, uh, Grandpa apparently had been clinging to the edge of the hole into the depths of hell. Well, not saying a word. Yeah, so they pull him out. He explains that Santa really is powerless, and he's just bullshitting. So... Nicholas believes it. I'm skeptical of that, by the way. I'm also skeptical of that. So they come up with a plan to lure Santa's reindeer to a group of skeet shooters that uh, Mary's dad is part of the club. Oh, we've never mentioned Mary's dad fucking loves guns. (laughs) How very uncanny of them. Yeah. Have guns yeah. Is that a thing? Uh, we have guns, but I think most of them come from Detroit. I was about to things. say, I think Mary is from Michigan. <laughs> I think, they yeah. Flint and Detroit, respectively. Maybe this is in Hell, Michigan, this whole time. And it's just like it's close enough to the border that there's a lot of stuff coming from Canada into it. Because, I mean, you'll, you'll find like rifles, like hunting rifles in places, but I mean, we we don't have a ton of guns. Like, Windsor's right across the river from Detroit. I don't think there's wolverines in, uh, in Michigan. Oh, actually, they, uh, that's why the team's called the Michigan Wolverines, right? I don't know. I don't follow sports. It's in NCAA, uh, the University of Michigan's team is called the Wolverines. Well, I know that, but... But actually... There's no bears in Chicago. (laughs) Fair enough, but I mean, they're... There used to be a lot. There used to be a There's lot no of white socks in Chicago either. Nobody has white socks in Chicago. Do some fucking laundry. <laughs> <laughs> laundry jokes. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. But actually, there used to be the tell me that the Michigan University football team was not named after Red Dawn. Oh man, that was a movie that should not have been remade. That movie made me very, very angry. 
By the way, an Australian playing a kid from uh, kid from the heartland of the states who's trying to rise up against the yeah, that's fucking brilliant. against the was it the was it North Koreans or yeah, the Chinese? Uh, who cares? Because either way, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> it was a coalition of angry Asian people. <laughs> that's for another episode. No, it's not. <laughs> Over my dead fucking body. <laughs> Okay, well, if the Chinese have their way, they will be. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, man. Alright, so Nicholas and Mary um, formulate this plan to lure the deer into the skeet shooter's range by using a special call that only Santa knows that they somehow figured out by, <laughs> I think, hearing Santa use it. Sure. So he just gives a. Nicholas shows up and tells all of these people, How would you like to have a flying reindeer on your wall? And they're like, Fuck yeah, let's do it. By the way, he says that to like, the Native American guy who's clearly, you know, he's he's had the, uh, the tracheotomy and he's probably high on peyote right now because they're just going with every stereotype there is, like, in this movie. So, yeah. So he's, he's all. He's every Native American stereotype. So he's all about it. it. He sold his land to a Denny's for $12. Somebody dropped a wrapper on the floor and he just had a single tear go down his eyes. I'm, I'm pretty sure he sold his land for that bazooka. That's what he well spent. That's a great way to get back because... up the white man, though. I don't remember what he sold, but he definitely sold something for the bazooka. His because he said he did. 1984 pickup truck. Did he? Probably. No, he probably sold that for uh, a pack of Marlboro Reds. Pickup trucks. He probably sold that for a pack so of Marlboro they Reds. The, uh, they used the special deer whistle for the flying white bison. <laughs> Santa's rape whistle. <laughs> Santa's yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be and a great the band name. Fly into view, sleigh and all. And instead of these people saying, oh, it's Santa's sleigh, they, um. They fucking open it fire. Up. They open fire. It doesn't actually do anything until a freaking RPG comes until flying out from behind everyone else and blows the thing into burger. Fucking cheap goes nuts. Chief is super happy. <laughs> and then Mary turns around and is like, Dad, it's you. I love how we're calling you know, Chief. chunks of meat are falling around them like rain. And I was like, this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> yeah, she asked him where he got the bazooka, and he says the Native American bought it for him for Christmas. It's like... Did he call him Native American? or South Park. Did we're he like, call... Well, People died, but we all learned a lesson. And that's the important thing. Oh, by the way, when he shoots down the bison and blows it up into little scraps of meat, um, the instead of Santa's body being found, they find the preacher. Of course. Because, you know, he's behind it and everyone accepts it. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, okay, it was him. And Nicholas doesn't correct anyone. Nope. <laughs> because, oh, just let them be happy. Until the rest They've of them are killed. They've been through a lot. <laughs> Until next year, you know. When, when it starts happening again. Oh, man, this fucking movie. 
And so... Next... And then Santa just, you know, dresses like a biker the rest of the year, apparently. Yeah, he just, I mean, hops on his Harley and gets some tail and goes on his merry way. And there's a... And catches a flight to the North Pole. By way of Winnipeg. Yes. Which is in Canada. So maybe this whole thing was in Canada. But also, uh, there's, there's a slight hockey joke, which is kind of haha if you're a hockey fan. But you just like... She calls um, the stewardess at the uh, airport, calls him Mr. Satan. And then it's just like, it's Shatan. So, so she's like, oh, like the hockey player. Because there's a hockey player named Shatan. So, huh. Ah. Yeah. Ha-ha. Ah, hockey. Get, this movie's definitely Canadian. Get it, everybody? That was a joke. Huh. Anyways. <laughs> well, I'd say that about wraps up Santa's slave. Yeah, that's yeah, a, I love this movie. I recommend it to everyone every Christmas, even children, because even though it's brutal, there's no real um, gore, to be quite honest. It's all so over the top that it's basically a video game. <laughs> this movie actually got me thinking on something at one point, because um, I remember like when I was younger hearing that actually... Um, the top three selling Christmas albums of all time were all were all performed by Jewish people because Barbara Streisand, uh, Kenny G, and Neil Diamond had the top three for a long time, and this got me thinking: when what if we created like all these like you know silly movies based around Christian holidays, starring you know like really awesome Jewish people as the main focus? So like this movie, yeah. So so here's my idea. Woody Allen as the Easter Bunny. <laughs> or Mel. I'd Mel Brooks. But uh, sure. I was gonna say, no. I was gonna say Mel Brooks as Saint, as Saint Patrick. So he's just getting drunk on Manischewitz <laughs> wine through Ireland. Where does James Earl Jones fit in? Is he Jewish? He might as well be. <laughs> I thought that's where you're going with that. It's like whoa. <laughs> That's surprising. Uh, no, I just want to see James Earl Jones get as much work as he possibly can. Jeez, <laughs> uh, sure. I don't know. Uh, Valentine's Day? You could be saying Valentine. Okay, I'd pay to see James Earl Jones on a diaper. <laughs> James Earl Jones in a diaper is Cupid? <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay. Okay, hashtag um, James Earl Jones Cupid. James Earl Cupid. <laughs> and Woody oh, Allen so Easter Jones hits you with the arrow and just tells you to go the distance <laughs> oh man and also hashtag Woody Allen Easter Bunny hashtag Woody Allen Easter Bunny hashtag if you pay for dinner she will come <laughs> hashtag I'm kidnapping you and not paying for my farm but I'm buying this famous writer a hot dog <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, man. Alright, that, yeah, that wraps it up for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Well, I mean, we all enjoyed it. We all recommend it, so... Yeah. It's a fun little Christmas movie. It's great and for the whole family. Have everyone in the show would like to wish you all a Merry Christmas. And uh, Happy New Year and Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. And Lovely Ramadan. So, uh, no, no more crystal knocks for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm done here. We were giving a nice, beautiful send-off. Uh, <laughs> it was.
what? We were giving a nice send off for once, and then it went right back to Crystal Knot. <laughs> Oh, Are man. any of us Jewish? What? We're all Are any of us Jewish. actually Jewish? I'm I know not. I'm not. I'm not. Not there's anything wrong there's with no, that. There's no Jews in West Virginia. <laughs> oh, man. There's not much of anything in West Virginia. That, yeah. yeah, that's for another day. That's a whole bunch of family trees that don't fork. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up our show. I do want to thank you for listening. And just a reminder that if you really enjoy the show, follow us on Facebook on Twitter with the handle Big Pile of Show. If you want to truly torture yourself, you can follow Amanda and I on Twitter with the handles Sour Moons and Achilles, that's A-K-I-L-E-E-S-E, respectively. If you want to send Chris some hate mail, you can send him a certified telegram since Canadians don't use Twitter. And, well, hopefully the ride before Easter. Hope you enjoyed the show, and thanks for stepping in a big pile of show.